Welcome back to the Castro Files, Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm great, honey. How about you? Awesome. Awesome. Today, we've got Beth's got a great story to share with us about some creepy objects, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that here in just a second. But first, go out and like, subscribe to the YouTube channel for the Castro Files. Also, out on Instagram, like and subscribe to the, the Castro Files Instagram. That's where I post all the pictures. We put all the things that we're going to go through. We share them with you out there as well. Yep. And then, of course, you can find us, find the audio versions out on the bar is open with Beth and Greg out on iTunes or I'm sorry. Yeah. iTunes, Spotify, all the good big places. So you can check us out there. And then of course, if you want to buy an alien shirt or something, a a phone case, some merch. Yeah. The merch. You can go out to minor league studios and you can find the Castro files in the shop section. I want the pink alien. All right. We'll get you a pink alien. Just put, just put an updated pink alien out there. Right. So we'll get you that. Great. So, all right, with that, let's jump in. Well, today, my story kind of was inspired. I definitely wanted to change it up a little bit. Okay. So I was thinking Haunted Things, and then the new Conjuring movies coming out. Oh, you went down um, a rabbit hole. And I kind of went down a rabbit hole, and I came across an article on in the CT Insider. Okay. Um, and it's called Inside the Warrens Occult Museum in Connecticut, where Annabelle lived. So this is Ed and Lorraine Warrens. Bob, uh, Bob it. <laughs> Warrens, yes. I mean, they're both (laughs) kind of creepy. (laughs) Um, Kids, don't Google that. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's news. It was in the news everywhere. Okay, anyways, I digress. (laughs) So go ahead. So like I said, this was in the CT Insider. Um, This is about a year old, uh, but it's still very current. So I figured it was still a great story. So when entering the Warrens Occult Museum in Monroe, guests are required to bless themselves with holy water. Tony Spera, the son-in-law of famous Connecticut paranormal research Ed and Lorraine Warren, and curator of the museum, isn't afraid to dole the holy water out either. We're not stingy with it, Spera says, as he's directed handfuls of holy water to a group of Hearst, Connecticut journalists on the gloomy morning of September 6th. Devout Catholics, the Warrens believed holy water crosses Catholic prayers and exorcisms were the means with which to ward off evil or the means to ward off evil. Spera continues in that belief, encouraging all who enter to accept holy water as protection, regardless of personal religion beliefs. The museum, which resembles a large shed, sits across the yard from the former home of the late Ed and Lorraine, which now belongs to Spera. A small walk from the back porch leads guests to the entrance of the museum, which during this visit was waterlogged from the heavy rains. After a summer of drought, torrential rains came down that day. Inside, it takes a minute for visitors' eyes to adjust to the low light within the museum, which is mostly low-lit in colors like red and purple to keep people from accidentally tripping over the haunted artifacts that fill almost every square inch of the museum. I don't want to trip on anything evil. No. Pretty sure it'll come I, I wouldn't want to knock over one of those cases. No, exactly. And I think if you follow any, like... Any ghost show, and you've seen some of these artifacts, you know kind of the history. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about a few of them. Yeah. Uh, The museum was established in 1952 at around the same time that the Warrens established the New England Society of Paranormal Research, also known as NESPR, NESPR. NESPR. Which is currently run by Tony and his wife, and that uh, his wife is Ed and Lorraine's daughter, Judy Sparrow. Okay. Over time, the museum has amassed a collection of haunted artifacts from all corners of the globe that range from satanic ritual items to the famous Annabelle, which has inspired the ongoing Annabelle series of movies. 
The Annabelle movies are part of the larger Conjuring universe of films, which spans, at this time it was eight, it should now be nine after this upcoming release, and is among the highest grossing horror movie series of all times and is based on the investigation of the Warrens. The museum... Though the museum lays dormant due to ongoing zoning issues, a select few are able to enter the museum and see the items that have earned the museum a reputation as one of the most haunted places in the world. When touring the museum, you're walking into the world-famous museum, which initially served as Ed's art studio. Visitors are greeted by Halloween masks and mannequins resembling some of Connecticut's most famous paranormal entities. Supposedly, supposedly sinister tales lie behind the common items. For example, the mask act as the masks acts as a representative of the pa- practice of topomancy. I've never heard topomancy. Of that. Yeah, we'll it's a that. it's a form of mysticism that involves creating sentient and autonomous being separate from oneself. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but okay. Tulpomancers have cited as wearing masks similar to Halloween ones in order to take on the appearance of whatever the mask looked like. As for the mannequins, they are dressed in a style consistent with some of the most notable supernatural sightings in the area. One is dressed as Hannah Crane, also known as the Witch of Monroe. According to the New England History Society, Crane's ghost is said to appear in the Gregory Four Corners burial grounds in Trumbo, apparently I can't say that word, uh, where she is buried and will cause cars to crash in the vicinity. Another mannequin standing in a white dress is the White Lady of Union Cemetery in Easton, a famous entity in the region that was investigated by the Warrens and is discussed in their book, Graveyard, True Hauntings from an Old New England Cemetery. The museum contains a mix of items that are either based on haunts and objects that have a reputation as being cursed, demonic, or haunted, which with an emphasis on the latter. The back of the museum contains most of the paranormal-related items, including a conjuring mirror, not to be confused with the conjuring movie, an organ from the Phelps Mansion in Stanford that Ed claims played on its own, and fragments from Eastern Airline Flight 401, which Sepra explains crashed in 1972 on its way from New York to Miami. Sepra added that there is a rumor, which has never been confirmed, that the plane parts of from 401 were said to have been reused on others in flights, and those planes were haunted, uh, reportedly by some second officers. To this day, Serpa says the museum is still taking items in, with its most recent acquisition being a sword that was given to the museum last year. It is inscribed with a demonic-looking creature on the hilt. The museum believes that the sword was involved in satanic rituals. And now going to tell you a little bit about some of the items. Okay. So, so of course, we're going to talk about Annabelle because she's very well known. That's like one of the most famous haunted items yeah, ever in the world. Yeah. Especially with the movies behind her. Yeah. Right. So sitting in a glass case in the far corner of the museum is Annabelle, the Raggedy Ann doll whose story has quickly become one of the most famous paranormal cases due to the popularity of the eponymous movies. I don't know that word. Eponymous movies. Uh, though not quite as menacing looking as its movie counterpart, because the movie counterpart is the Conjuring, creepy. The, the Annabelle or the Anna. Okay, yeah, she you. actually looks like she's a rag doll. Yeah. So, um, 
She's like a Raggedy Ann kind of looking, kind of looking yeah. in real life. Right. Yeah. So uh, not quite as menacing looking as the movie counterpart, which sits with a sinister grin in the glass case across from the original doll. Annabelle has a commanding presence over the museum. She is much larger in person than most Raggedy Ann dolls, with Serpa saying that Annabelle stands at roughly three feet tall when upright. The doll was given as a gift to the Hartford nurse in 1970. Once she brought it home, she and her roommates reported unexplained behavior coming from the toy, according to the Nesper Associates. It was said to have moved on its own and, in one instance, reportedly attacked one of the owner's fiancé. The Warrens were called to investigate, and they claimed that the doll was being manipulated by the spirit of an outside entity. After an exorcism at the apartment, the couple agreed to take the doll. The doll remains in the care of the museum, which is behind a locked case with a sign made by Ed Warren that reads, Positively, do not open. During a visit to the museum, the door was, in fact, opened. Daniel Rivera, the senior lead investigator for Nesper, said that he built a new box for Annabelle that is better suited for, the moving, for moving the doll around. So the reason why I built the case was because the museum was closed and we wanted to keep educating the public about these items that Ed and Lorraine collected. I built this case to represent Ed's original case, Rivera said. He has added extra protective measures to the new box, including cutting out crosses on three sides, representing the Catholic Holy Trinity, using a stain infused with holy water and holy oil, and inscribing the Lord's Prayer and St. Michael Prayer behind the felt inside the case, Behind the doll. He's going like full on gimmick box with this thing. Yeah. All of this is done in order to contain the evil of Annabelle in the case. Though they're not entirely sure if Annabelle is still possessed, Rivera is the only person who handles her. He wears gloves that have crossed on that have crosses on them, as well as Saint medals in the fingertips when touching Annabelle. He ain't messing around. He ain't messing around. So I was thinking, is Chucky based on the movies Chucky no. was that based on Annabelle I wonder if it was because it got to start somewhere the no. lore had to start somebody somewhere. may have taken the story that's of what I'm Annabelle, saying yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. all right let me keep going because I mean I just get like pictures of Annabelle cutting people's like Achilles ten- he- tendons or whatever so like, you also bed. remember the movie <laughs> the devil made me do it yep in the museum is a dinosaur toy from toy from story. the actual what happened from Toy Story no, it just reset hold on I gotta scroll down I hope it's not from Toy Story, because there is a dinosaur in Toy Story. That's not a dinosaur from Toy Story. Could be. It's not. What if it was? There's a picture of it. All right. It's not. We'll, bring, we'll show you the picture of the okay. dinosaur. Um, all right. So in 1980, which wasn't that long ago, 11-year-old David Glatzel found himself in the middle of a supposed demonic possession. Glatzel's older sister was dating Arnie Shenny Johnson, who changed the demonic entity to, or who challenged the demonic entity to leave David and instead possess him. In 1981, Johnson stabbed and killed Alan Bono, claiming that he was possessed by said demon when he committed the murder. This was the first time in the American court system where, when a defendant claimed demonic possession. The Warren spent time with Johnson and his family and claimed rationale in the demonic possession theory. However, a judge ultimately disregarded the theory and sentenced Johnson to prison, where he served five years before being released. The Brookfield Paranormal Trial and this basis behind the latest Conjuring movie, um, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So that's all about 
what happened. Okay. During the initial possession, a, a dinosaur toy belonging to Glatzel was claimed to have levitated on its own and in one instance to have told the family that you're all going to die. A dinosaur did that? Yes. The, the dinosaur toy, toy resides in an open container in the museum where it is surrounded by rosemary beads and other protective measures. Peter was just telling you a story before the show that Jurassic Park dinosaurs are real. So. Yes. And you almost believed him. Um, the last one is a satanic idol and a human skull. Oh, no. I've got one more after this. I lied. Uh, <laughs> a human skull used during a satanic ritual and a satanic idol sit nearby. The skull was given to the Warrens and fe features adornments that are indicative of some form of satanic ritual. The satanic idol offers more of a sinister history of Serpa said that the idol was taken from the woods in Sandy Hook around 1991. It was initially found by a hunter who was claimed to have been guided away from the idol by a mysterious man in black clothing, according to Serpa. The hunter brought the idol to the attention of Ed, who went with the hunter to retrieve the idol. After doing so, Lorraine fell ill and doctors could not, could not explain what was happening to her. Ed believes that it was a curse placed on his family by a nearby satanic cult high priest who the idol initially belonged to. Rivera added that the public doesn't often hear about Satanita Saint Satanism. Satanism in Connecticut, but he believes that it is much more prevalent than people realize. It's just stuff like you just bump into something and you don't know. Yeah. That's why I don't go to like thrift stores. We've talked about I this. Know. Like you don't buy a mirror. So you the see last... something out in the woods. You just don't mess with yeah, it. Don't touch it. That's why he went and got Ed, though. Yeah. So he, you got to know an Ed, though. How many people smart. know a guy like Ed? Uh, the Shadow Doll. Among one of the first haunted items visible in the museum is a shadow doll, which boasts bird feathers and a genuine human tooth. A shadow doll, Serpa explains, is made specifically for harm and is used and is an object at the center of curses. Serpa said that a person would first need to take a picture of the doll, write a curse on the back of the photo, and then send it to whomever the curse is aimed for. The person who receives the picture with the curse invites that curse into their lives, he said. It is additionally said that the doll could appear in the person's dreams. While not too much is known about the doll, Serpa said that it was initially purchased in an antique store under the assumption that it was simply an antique. And that's what I have. Yeah, it's that, awesome. And the picture of the of the doll we'll show, is yeah. We'll have, we have we have pictures is, of everything. I showed it to Peter. He was like, "That is creepy." Yeah, it's creepy. So, again. You don't, I'm just saying, because it could be kind of new, it could be kind well, of old, you, you could find it so somewhere, I, I, somebody you, could gift it to you. So, what did you call them? Uh, antique stores, but also secondhand stores? Yeah, like a Goodwill um, or something like that. You can get good stuff, but I, you can. I remember a story that I saw or heard home. was a guy's girlfriend bought him a jacket from a secondhand store, and he started having things happen in the middle of the night, and he was trying to figure out what changed, and it was the jacket, and when he took the jacket out of the house, all activity stopped. Right. And you just, so you, you don't buy something knowing that it's so, I know. Something I know. that was very personal to right. somebody else or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if they're still alive and yeah. like you know who it came from. Yes. But. I don't know. You don't normally know where they came from in a secondhand store. Thrift shop. Thrift That's shops. Thank yeah. You. Thrift shops. You Maybe. got it. Yes. Thank you so much. I had a that hard was time awesome. with some of these words today. <laughs> it happens from time to time.
Thank you. Thank Thanks, you guys, guys for tuning in to another episode of the Castro Files. Go out, like, subscribe. Also, check out the shop if you and don't mind. Sharing is caring. There so, pass us along. Yeah, give somebody a weird relic or <laughs> something with some iconic icon on let, it. Let's, let's not encourage no, that. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Cheers, everybody. All right, Have guys. Bye.